my nephew, he's like a big fan of our podcast. He's like, okay. any chance he'll get, he'll slip in like, oh, my uncle like has a podcast, da da da, you know, slip into his friends, his cousins. He tells my uncle, uh, you know, we were listening to, they were listening to radio and he's just like, oh, let's listen to a podcast. So my uncle, my cousin, he uh, he ends up putting out a podcast. He's like, hmm, okay. let's put on the LWG podcast. <laughs> and so my nephew is like, 10 or some shit really young actually and yeah. so the episode he happens to the <laughs> episode he ends up putting on is the the you alien know, space probe one yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so we start going in on bubbles and aliens like <laughs> protrusions and all types of craziness and my cousin's just like maybe not this episode <laughs> i mean dying i was laughing when he told me that i was like that it would work out that way just be like the raunchiest yeah. episode of <laughs> The space rock. Welcome to another episode of the LWG podcast, where we talk about space rocks. Now that was our <laughs> logo, which we have so much fun with every time because we're children, essentially. But this is the Los Wise Guys podcast. I am your host for today, Papa Sun Killer Dan, accompanied by the Lord Emperor Disco, who's who's back from Dubai. How you doing, sir? Man, it's been a it's been a journey. I felt like I literally came from another world. If it takes this long to get to Dubai, I don't even want to know how long it's gonna to take to get to Mars. It's a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot longer in Dubai. But uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you guys can see, it's just uh myself and Disco, the double D's here. Um Eslam's not here because uh he's lost. We don't know where he is. He was last seen in Dubai and then he wasn't. So who knows? This- don't lie to them. It's because this man spent all his money on the wedding. He can't afford internet now, so we got to wait till next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, Eslav will be back, and we will get plenty of Dubai <laughs> stories from him and from you, since you guys are both there, and all your uh, adventures in Dubai. So I uh, can't wait to uh, to watch and listen. And if you guys can't wait to watch and listen, make sure that you go ahead and you like and subscribe to our stuff over on our YouTube channel on Los Wise Guys. Uh, just search it up on YouTube, or you can check us out at twitch.tv slash Los Wise Guys, or you can check us out on our social medias, which is right there below. And, of course, if you ever want to see our stuff, it's very simple. Just go to loswiseguys.com, where you can watch all our videos, all our podcasts, our blogs, and you can even see what's going on the in the LWGFEGLS3, where, surprise, surprise, I'm in the lead. But we always have that out there. So feel free to check that out and uh, let us know what's going on. Comment with us, interact with us, and we will interact with you. But once again, welcome back, Disco. It's good to have you back. Um, It's good to be back. Like I said, it felt like an eternity away. I'm like, damn, I do a podcast. That's today. Yeah, right? (laughs) How many days have you been back? How many days have you been back? Oh, man, I got back to 31st, so like 7. And my sleep schedule's still messed up from that Dubai trip. I don't know. I've never had to deal with this much, like, jet lag. Because, like, usually I fly to New Jersey, and it's like three hours ahead, and then I come back, and then it goes three back three hours. But in Dubai, from California, it was a full 12 hours. So Mm. I literally my day was flipped. Like, when I was up, it's like nighttime here, and vice versa. So I'm crazy but i didn't realize how sensitive my sleep schedule was until until coming back 
Well, I mean that, and then you know, literally the time was just like, nah, like we're it's changing. Like that's why I said, if I go to Japan, I ain't coming back. Don't, don't, do, <laughs> don't do that. Get, get somebody um, else to sign papers to all your stuff, liquidate your <laughs> your property. Imagine if I just sent someone back and they just pretend to be me. <laughs> it's the Asian version of you. It's a Japanese Dan. Just hey, what's up, guys? I'd be like that episode of um of The Office, where Asian Jim. Oh man, <laughs> essentially that would be sick. That would be sick. That would be amazing. Man. Oh it's man, like, but uh, yeah, that's, always that's, been this way. Yeah, always. Look at the pictures. <laughs> I don't have pictures myself, but uh, <laughs> that's enough about that. We are here for a whole another reason. We're here to review <laughs> a movie. It came out a little while ago. It's out on the Netflix. Uh, a little movie by the name of Glass Onion. Um. I think we've both seen it a, twice now, right? A Knives Out mystery. A Knives Out mystery, thank you. Uh, so yeah, we've both seen yeah. it twice now, right? Yeah, I, I didn't get to finish that second one. I got like 30 minutes left. So I... Uh, nah, you know how it Life, yeah. Yeah, you got, you got the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, so I... um, So my mom's still still here visiting. And um, she, uh, she wanted to watch a movie. So I showed her Knives Out. And we watched Knives Out. So I saw that again. And then uh, she liked it. And I was like, all right, well, there is a part two. So then uh, it was like the next day, I think it was, or two days after, whatever, um, we watched, um, you know, Glass Onion. And uh, so after watching the two of them real quick, and I guess we're going to do the whole usual, we're not going to spoil anything. We're going to just go in there, just be above board, yeah. and then we'll let you know when we get the spoilers. Initial um, impressions, and then we'll announce spoilers when we get yeah. to it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Knives, Out, uh, Knives Out is definitely better than Glass Onion, in my opinion. Like, um, watching them both back to back, I I enjoyed that uh, both of them very much the first time I watched them. But watching them one right after the other, I was just like, Glass Onion doesn't hold up uh, compared yeah. to, to Knives Out. It's it's not bad. It's good. I enjoy it. Uh, I like all the actors. I've, both movies have amazing actors in it. And uh, just overall, the story, I feel like it was just more uh, more tightly knit with Knives Out than it was with uh, with Glass Onion. It always is hard to follow up, man. It's uh, especially when you have a killer, like a winner, like that killer winner. Uh, yeah. um, it uh, it definitely you can jitter sometimes, or maybe you try it too hard, or you know, maybe you start overthinking. But I, uh, like you said, they're definitely both amazing movies. I I enjoy mm-hmm. both, and uh, I don't even really like watching movies second times. I'm a one and done type person. Although I know a lot of people like to watch movies over and over because you get That's different me. stuff. Um, but I actually enjoyed the second time around. It was a it was a clean uh, it was a clean movie. It was a yeah. I noticed uh, some more things about like now that I knew the ending. I was, I was about watching to say, again. This is the I was type like, movie oh. that you do watch again because of that. Yeah, so so it was definitely good to rewatch, and uh, you, you, I saw some things like I was like, he's acting funny, like you know, just some, some yeah. certain moments that like, uh, they kind of do give you little clues to pick up on. I didn't pick up all of them on the first uh, the first yeah. one through, so it was uh, it was pretty good. And uh, I haven't seen the first one in a while, but I do remember it being really good. Like yeah, um, the twists and turns and and the just the whole everything. There's something uh, about um so it's I, I'm blanking on his actual name right now, but Benoit Blanc. Daniel um, Craig. Thank you, Daniel Craig, aka James Bond. Um yeah. <laughs> so 
I feel like uh, one of the reasons why I like it, I, I love the character of Benoit Blanc, and uh, especially in the sequel, we got to see more of Blanc. We got to see more of him. Um, the only thing is, uh, I feel like that's almost like a detriment. Like, he's a great character, but I don't feel like he's a great main character, and he kind of, at least for the first half of the of Glass Onion, he was the main character. And then there's a twist in the middle, which is, you know, uncommon, and then we have a new main character, essentially. <laughs> But um, I feel like one of the reasons why Knives Out worked better was you had um, Marta's character, uh, the character of Marta uh, in the first one. She is the main character. Benoit Blanc is a very important supporting character in the movie. And I feel like he's great in that supporting role, um, not necessarily as the main character. Uh, so, I mean, that is maybe just a me opinion. I've, ha- I've said this many times with um, like comic book characters, for example. It's like, I love Deadpool. I always hate hated Deadpool comic books because Deadpool is a great side character as opposed to a main character. Same thing with Ghost Rider. Same thing with the Hulk. I was like, they're great characters, but it's always just like, oh, I don't like reading your book, but I want to read Spider-Man. It's like, at the end, I see next episode, Ghost Rider's coming. I was like, okay, yeah, let me see Ghost Rider and then go away. Like, don't stick around. <laughs> you know? That's how I always felt about Captain America. I'm like, uh, we could have him around, but I don't want to like read your shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, but I actually have a differing opinion. I actually kind of like the Benoit Blanc, and the, I think is the Southern draw accent for me. It just oh, it's a great, great character. Yeah, it, he he did such a good job, and uh, I always kind of like that, like detective, um, just the master detective type thing, and he figures figures shit out like, uh, you know, very cunning. It reminds me of uh, I'm watching this anime called Bungo Stray Dogs, and they have this character like almost very similar, and he's like uh, the t- detective type, and he puts on these glasses that like activates his power, and he turns into like Sherlock Holmes, and it kind of looks, like almost reminds me of that. He's just so uh, cunning and and uh, putting stuff together that you know you wouldn't see, uh, a normal person yeah. wouldn't see, and. Uh, <laughs> I like how he sucks at the simplest things. Like, I guess this is a slight spoiler, yeah, but in the, be- in the beginning, the overall story though. Yeah, in the beginning, where he was playing Among Us, like in his bathtub, I was like, <laughs> that's like the perfect game for him, and he sucked at it. I was like, yeah. it's, it's all also, like details. Also, the people he's playing with—it's I don't know why the people he's playing with. He's playing with like Angela Lansbury from like Murder She Wrote. Another guy, I can't remember his name right now, is a detective. You have the lady from uh, Russian Natasha Doll. Natasha from, yeah. yeah, Russian Doll, Poker Faith. And yeah. then you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> like former center for the Lakers back <laughs> in the 70s. Like, <laughs> for like, real. Why, that why that was a crazy, paying? crazy group there. <laughs> He's like, they're like, damn, Benoit, you thought, I thought you'd be good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and then later on... Uh, I get very light spoilers where um, he's speaking to one of the characters and they're like, oh, look, this notebook is like a clue boy. He's like, oh, I always hated clues. He's like, I thought you'd be great. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. You're going around, you're searching rooms. It works the detective work. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say that uh, yeah. to um, the sister, I think Cassandra, I think her name is or some shit. Yeah, but, yeah we'll get um, into that. But yeah, but that's what, the thing what was your favorite? Like, what was your favorite part of the movie, if you don't mind me asking? Just since we're kind of entering spoilers zone, I guess. Uh, do you want to answer spoiler zone, or do you still want to kind of? We, we we're we're almost there. We're almost there. I figure let's let's just say our favorite parts without spoiling it if possible, and then we get into gotcha. it. So uh, um, it's a tie between the. I very much like the beginning, um, where it's just like they're all trying to figure out how to do the box, and then um, essentially Batista's mom just is smarter than everyone else and can do <laughs> right? it. All. 
<laughs> he's like, Mom, he's like, chill out. And she's like getting all the stuff right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's that. And then, um, okay, the other one I can't say without spoiling, but I'll, I'll say it once we get into spoilers. It's, it's the end. Oh, yeah. It's the big reveal at the end of the movie. Mm. I, uh, Okay, I'm gonna put up the spoiler because I'm Let's gonna do it. my, my favorite right. scene. <laughs> All right, so this the, is your guys' uh, chance. We're, we're we're getting into spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, I guess skip a little bit further ahead. Hopefully, you won't catch spoilers or come back after you've seen the movie and enjoy our content. Be sure to check us out once again. Go to go to this place right here. Go to those guys. Yep, yep. I appreciate check that. Got that awesome website. L W G E. I was supposed to have this up down here the whole time. Completely forgot. There it is. So so we're good. Let's get the spoilers. You're good. If, okay, uh, there if you it go. was Aslam, he would have had the whole wrong review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on. You want to be Aslam real quick? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys are not watching the YouTube version of this or watching it on Twitch, please do. Uh, you get to see all our visual gags. Yeah. yeah. But um, basically, uh, there you go. So when that little ba- that little banner gets taken off, spoilers are done. We're done talking about glass lightning. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, my favorite scene is... Uh, I <laughs> when um they're in the glass onion and they're about to like do the big murder reveal mm. <laughs> and then blanc is just like in two seconds what well, it was yeah. this and that and then and then there's a blood diamond <laughs> he's like going back and forth and he like ruins this guy's whole weekend the entire thing <laughs> and he's like having the time of his life and bronze just like you fucked everything up like you know how yeah. hard that was like how much money yeah. i spent to orchestrate like i paid a writer for this <laughs> she's expensive yeah he was he was all i, yeah, was I just found that so funny i was like benoit blanc you you cunning dog you she yeah <laughs> but, uh, my um my other favorite scene uh, since we're in spoiler territory now is the end when um so when benoit blanc uh this is after like we already know who andy is how it's actually helen and she's looking for the the napkin and all that and while benoit blanc has them all in like the i don't even know what room that is with all the glass and then he starts huh isn't it isn't that the glass onion no or, or like the upstairs room in the onion well, I, I, the, I mean, the whole thing's the glass onion, but it's like, I figure his room, I mean, it's the one where, it's the end of the movie where they start breaking all the glass. Um, gotcha. But uh, right there where he's, um, he's kind of like doing the whole, like, oh, so it was simple. It was right in front of me this whole time. And that's where I'm saying it, it, it comes back to the whole, he's not good at simple things where he was just like, I come in here and it's the world's smartest man and i'm expecting this that and the other and it's like i'm hired on for this case and it's gonna be this the greatest mystery i've ever had to solve and i realized you're an idiot you're making up words you're using words in the wrong context you're just a moron <laughs> like and he just starts going into it just insulting miles over and over again it's like you're just dumb <laughs> you're dumb yeah yeah <laughs> totally just ripped into him and that and that's a goes back to me watching it the second time because you get to see more of Edward Norton, uh, Braun, be an idiot. But everybody's yeah. like, oh, he's, he's a billionaire, though. So he's like, yeah. hey, let's worship the ground he walks on. Exactly. Even in the beginning, like one of the first scenes, the scientist is like, he's an idiot. He's using a fax machine. And they're like showing different faxes he had. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, and just no, little it... clues like that. Like, Well, that, there was a few times where he was saying words. And I remember thinking, I was like, that sounds weird, but I guess whatever. Like, and I just didn't think nothing <laughs> of it. I just keep watching. Yeah. So when they come back to it, I was like, okay, thank you. 
<laughs> like, and then yeah, the second yeah. time I watch it, he's saying it again. And every time he says something wrong, I'm actually laughing the second time. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I know where it's going to now. But um, but that. And... Yeah. Going in, though, into the movie with all the cast, I, I thought, uh, I really thought it was going to be someone else. In the first half, I really couldn't, like, pin it down. Uh, at least my first time watching. I was just like, there's so many people. It could be any of them. Like, Batista. Well, until he died. Spoilers. Until, uh, you know, the... They had uh the lady from Step Brothers. They had um Kate Hudson. Who's the lady from Oh, um are you talking about um the, the politician governor? lady? The governor? Yeah. yeah. Um Ag- Agatha Harkness from uh in Marvel. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh, Catherine Han. Catherine? It's something Han. Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so they had a bunch of different characters and I was like I don't know who it could be and then until the end where it kind of it makes it really clear but also, uh, upon watching the second time, I, I noticed, like, you see when uh, the sister comes in, the twin, the big whatever, you yeah. see there's a big pause. Edward Norton's like, oh, shit. His face. You see, they zoomed into his face, too. Like, like, like how are you not supposed here? to be? Like, yeah. So uh, I felt like that was a dead giveaway that I like didn't pick up on the first time. I guess I just thought it was like, uh, for dramatic purposes, just like, oh, yeah. well, there's the a total tension. Had, there's a, everyone there's a little tension because, yeah. uh, you know, they had business squabbles and whatnot, but it was actually like him knowing that yeah. she was supposed to be dead. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because everybody has a weird reaction when the first time you're watching it and you see here is like, yeah, it's dramatic, but at the same time, you're just like, okay, he's just surprised too. Yeah. And then, like you're saying, the second watching is just like, oh, Okay, that you you really see it when he's doing it now. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, but so. it's that. Um, but I honestly like one of the biggest differences between this and the first one is um, this one's a lot more comedic, and the first one's pretty funny too. But this one between you have that um, that one guy whose name I can't remember. Um, just gonna call him Gus, who's just like walking around on the island. He's like, oh, I'm not oh, here, yeah. Gus. Like, I think he was named Mike or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. So you know yeah. that's the same actor who played one of the police officers in the first movie. I don't know if he's the same <laughs> character, but he was like the other cop who was just like a state trooper oh. who was just like, oh, I love reading this guy's books and all that. So it's like it's the same guy. It might have been Doug. I don't know. But um, it was that and um, just the characters in general, the funniness of it. Like you have uh, Jared Leto's com- hard kombucha. You oh, yeah. Jeremy I wrote that Renner's, down. Like hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. um, you have Joseph, Jason, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing the hourly gong. I mean, dong. <laughs> Like it's just so dumb. <laughs> yeah, that the uh, the Jared Leto kombucha was so funny to me. Uh, uh, Cassie was like, or Cassandra, whatever her name is, was like, she doesn't drink, and next thing you know, she's like hammered on this like Jared Leto kombucha shit. Yeah, I I just thought that was so funny because it's like it's I've, uh, I've it's literally never had kombucha, so uh, no, but saw- Andy Andy. Oh yeah, it is Andy. Andy is the, uh, is the dead sister's the dead name, one. but the original okay. no. The, yeah. Andy is the dead sister. Helen is the real name. I don't know where you're getting Cassandra from, but yeah. I don't know. I heard <laughs> Cassandra Brand somewhere. I... Yeah, no, it's it's definitely I... it's definitely Andy, unless okay. it's Cassandra, but it's like Andy is short for Cassandra, where they're just taking the Andy from Cassandra. Oh, yeah, it, that might it, be it. It could be Andre. I Andy. think that's what it is. Okay. No, yeah, because they said her full name and uh, yeah, so it's probably okay. it probably, probably is Cassandra, it. okay. but it's just like Andy is the nickname. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, that makes, um, okay. 
I don't think we're going to go into like the full like plot of the movie, right? I don't think so either. Yeah, no uh, I mean, unless you want to give like a quick gist, because I feel like it came down to like two parts really, just like him Honestly, and the yeah. island, and then after you get that twist, and then you get the background with Andy, exactly. Cassandra, whatever, Kira, yeah, whatever yeah. the heck, car. Um, but no, you, you're 100 right. It's the first half is like it's the Benoit Blanc movie, then it's the Andy movie, like yeah. Right after. So yeah, no, I that that's pretty much it. But it's like honestly, in terms of like the whole mystery, whatever, I feel like it wasn't that great. Because uh, like as as they're going through it, it's just like okay, so we don't know what's going on for the first half. You're just like somebody killed Batista, and it, first off, I was like, I think it was Edward Norton. Because when he sits down and they do the thing with the drink, I remember the first time I watched it, I saw two glasses next to each other. And because I'm watching a sequel to Knives Out, I'm paying attention to every single detail. So when I see two glasses that look similar next to each other, I was like, okay. So I see that. I was like, okay, the mystery is who killed Batista, and it's Edward Norton. And then they do the twist. I was just like, oh, okay, (laughs) there's a different twist here. And it's just like, okay, who's out to get Andy? And just like, once again, they're like, well, it could be this person, it could be this person, it could be this person. I was like, no, the it's still Edward Norton because it's like he's the one who has the most to lose, and it's, and that's yeah. the thing where it's like they cry, they kind of like tried to tell you it's just like it might be one of them to protect Edward Norton, and I just kept thinking I was like, or it's just Edward Norton protecting himself. <laughs> <laughs> like why does it have at to a be certain, one of them? At a certain point, I mean, there was some, it after a second watch. Uh, like I said, I didn't get all the way to the end, but like you could, what drew me away from him was that like. After he, after Batista died, uh, I don't remember his name. Um, Duke. Duke. After Duke died, uh, you see kind of like Edward kind of like, find out who did this. I'll pay you a billion dollars. And he starts hiding behind Benoit Blanc and stuff. Yeah. And so that kind of threw me off of him in like uh, in some of the parts where I was just like, maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he's still like, you know, in between. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, I didn't know until the end uh, for this one. So I mean, it is what it is. But oh, yeah. I, uh, I I enjoyed it though. I I like how they had the the Mona Lisa there. Kind of gave it this like over the top aspect. Just like oh shoot! And then at the end, the way they uh, used his own bullshit against him. How like he's pushing this whole hydrogen fuel, and at the end, that was his downfall. I I like the like symbolic uh, aspects of that. And especially like they banged up all his crystals and all his oh, stuff yeah. to uh they pretty much destroyed the glass onion just to get all that hydrogen gas leaked out so that he could they could blow the onion up and uh and also in the movie he had like people coming the the following week so eventually they're gonna find all that that mayhem and mm-hmm. and the destruction and and then also they'll find the Mona Lisa so it's exactly like a. Like a two birds and one stone because he always said he wanted to be uh, mentioned in the same breath as the Mona Lisa uh, exactly. e- eternal or forever or whatever they kept saying like yeah. immortality yeah immortality and so uh, it, in a way he fulfilled his prophecy oh, yeah. and I like how they tied that in and I feel like you don't really see that too much in movies like uh, actually like starting something a little planting little seeds in the beginning and then at the end it's like it comes full circle and like you really see it all full-fledged i really yeah. like how they did that with the the, the edward norton character and hit like he he reaped what he sowed you know he kind of had everybody yeah. in his bag and at the end of the day he's just got greedy and oh yeah it got it got him in the in the hiney at the end so 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the thing. It's like I feel like everyone there, with the exception of Benoit Blanc and and uh, Helen, were just bad people. Like <laughs> they're all like using either Edward Norton or you have like Whiskey, who's using Duke, who's using Edward Edward Norton, or it's like they're all like using each other. Um, and even the random dude, Doug or Mike or whatever his name is, he's just he's using Edward Norton just to chill on the island. Like everybody's just a jerk. Like they're all just bad yeah. people. <laughs> Um, they're just so using like, each other to advance, like, yeah, in their and career. That's the thing. And that's like they're they're quote unquote a group of friends. But um, but it's it's that, and then it's just kind of like I feel like all the actors did a great job of portraying that, where it's just like they just come off as jerks. And at the end of the day, let's be real, Edward Norton is based off of Elon Musk, <laughs> like the character. <laughs> I so can it's see just, that. You know, it's like that's all it is. It's like this is like essentially what it is. It's like he's this genius, but then he'll turn around. He'll make a lot of really dumb decisions. So it's just like, is he that smart? Like, you know. Oh so, <laughs> so it's that's definitely a good comparison. Uh, Musk. Yeah. Oh my god, he's you can't knock him because he's done some crazy stuff. But yeah, some of his tweets and some of the shit he says and does. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like he does boy. some stuff. It's like you're not that smart. <laughs> like <laughs> he's just a regular person like us. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, um, no, yeah, no. no, but I especially think especially the, in... the actors and actresses, they definitely like embodied these stereotypes that they were supposed yeah. to. Like, you had like the model, the birdie in that model, and I love how she's just like, Every I'm single just thing she honest. said is racist. I'm just honest. <laughs> Everybody's thinking, it. <laughs> like, and it's not true at all. And I'm sure there are people like that everywhere, just like, yeah, I'm just straightforward. I'm blunt. I'm like, this, no, you're just an asshole. Like, yeah. Like no, I could, I, no, I could tell no you about courtesy. some of the calls I've had at work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. So, and uh, and then um, the I forgot her name. You just said it. The stepbrothers chick. She uh, I should definitely look up the cast. <laughs> um, she definitely had like that politician mom feel, and Duke was definitely like kind of like a Mr. Beast ninja type. You know, internet influencer. Well, just in a jerk not... way. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like male chauvinistic way, where it's just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Who apparently sold rhino donor <laughs> bills. There was no rhino in them. I swear. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So, so you were selling boner pills, though. <laughs> Once again, pr- pr- even in the best first actor scene. Turned wrestler, I mean, best wrestler turned actor is Batista by far, still. Even. Even the first scene, he's like, uh, the breast, he's just trying to bring breast awareness, and he brings in yep. the girls, like, I love my boobs. And it's like the whole message is just like, oh, God, you're, you're missing that, and everything. Then, <laughs> that may immediately turn to his mom, who's just like yelling at him and slapping him. He's like, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> he starts talking back, and every time she's like, what? What? <laughs> I thought she was going to pimp smack him again. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> But I feel oh, like man. the characters are good. And that's the thing with uh, A Knives Out. It was more of, um, uh, I don't know how much you remember, but it was like the whole, it was like a rich, sophisticated family. And it's just like, you look at it and like, oh, they're all successful. It's like the father who wrote these mystery books, he passed away, but his son is the head of the, his publishing company. His oldest daughter is like this very successful self-made woman. Um, they have, a, the, his daughter-in-law started like this whole like social media France. It's like, they have all these things. And then once you delve into the movie, you realize like, nobody like is a good like they were all once again using him for their thing and he was cutting them all out of the will and then it's like it, that's the cool thing where it's like you see all these people like on paper and then you actually delve deeper into the movie and you realize like oh yeah they're just just bad just bad people like with the exception of like yeah. one or two <laughs> yeah 
I, uh, no, yeah. Uh, one thing, I guess, that I didn't really like, it's not even like a big thing, but it was, uh, it was the scene, uh, right before Duke died with the drinks. I, I didn't like how they showed us like misinformation. Like they showed us, they showed Braun putting the drink down. And then like, as it progressed, they changed it. It was like, oh, he gave him the drink. So I, it bothered me because it's like, they changed, they changed the information, the data that we had, I guess from like a detective's perspective, I'm like, you got to intake all this data. So it's like, they showed us the wrong thing. And, <clears throat> and then they backtracked and was like, this is what actually happened. And like, I don't know, for me, it kind of like. They did, but it was like, at first you see the real thing. And like, if you're paying attention, you see what really happened where he hands in the glass. And then later on, they show the fake thing. And then, but like immediately after they show the real thing again. So it's not mm. like there's a lot of time in between. It's like they kind of like, this is what it is. And then Benoit Black's like, think about it again. Think closer. Like, oh, no, wait, he did hand him the thing. It's I like, I feel it. like it wasn't like too far. Like, I get what you're saying. But like, they did a similar thing in the first movie where, I don't know how much you remember about the first one, but um, when they want the main character, um, Marta, to go back into the house, where basically she has to like turn off the road before the security camera could see her. And then as she's telling the story, she's telling it in his voice. And then he's saying, turn before the elephant. And then she's like, wait, did he say before? And then you hear him say, turn after the elephant. And it's like, wait, is it before or after? And he's like, turn before or after the elephant. <laughs> and then he's just like, it keeps on, <laughs> they change it because it's like, it's, 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 it's working, working off a of memory. It's like, you can't really remember for sure. So that, like, that's why it was like that. I see. So I guess that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. It uh, adds it adds like a little uh, tension and it makes you question um, Edward Norton a little more, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, I guess I guess not that bad. I don't know. It's the one thing yeah. that I just want to bring up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's common. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what else is there to mention. Do we? Is there anything I mean, you want to talk? We... We nailed it uh, for the most part. Like I said, I didn't really want to go over the plot. Um, uh, didn't feel like that was too necessary. But I feel like we kind of nailed it. I mean, it's a it's a fun movie because like you have like your straightforward mystery movies like uh, the Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile stuff like that, which is it's similar. You go in there, you're trying to figure out what's happening. You might have a few funny, you know, things here and there. But this is more like a fun take on it. Where this is like, you know, you're still going out there, you're trying to figure out what's going on, but you're gonna laugh. You're gonna have Batista in a in a speedo with a gun for no yeah. reason. You know, <laughs> it's like you're gonna have random yeah. funny things occurring. <laughs> All right. Uh I just got two more things, just quick ones I wanna mention uh I've written down. And the uh, one was the uh the scene with Kate Hudson when she's like talking with her um her assistant. assistant. And they, they go over the emails and the dude's like talking about sweatshops and she's like, that's perfect. And yeah. then the assistant's like, you didn't think a sweatshop is where they make sweatpants or like <laughs> and that, that one, I don't so know. Dumb. I wasn't ready for that. I was like, oh my God, she's so yeah. stupid. And I love yeah. how she's like, perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like, we that like little play on words had me dying, and uh, I just really like that. And uh, secondly, this is more to us uh, because of our our kayfabe with the buttress. But mm -hmm. there's a scene, there's buttress, a scene yeah. where Benoit Blank was talking to Helen, and yeah. they're like, 
it was, it was pre pre island, and so yeah, they were just going back and forth. Him. He was like buttress your feelings, and he was like buttress. And he just kept yeah. saying buttress. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me think of Eslam at the cafe. He's like, try to buttress those feelings. And then she was like, I'm trying. I'm trying to buttress. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just had to bring that up, it's especially yeah. with that southern draw accent. I was like buttress. I'm I'm not gonna think about that word anymore. Like like oh, than that. Like you guys. And his like deep southern draw accent. Yeah, buttress. Man. Every time I'm gonna complain or whine, I'm just gonna be like, buttress those feelings, boy. <laughs> God. Uh, oh man. But no, man, it was uh, it was good. Uh, one more shout out I forgot. Uh, Hugh Grant is just in the movie. So is Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ethan Hawke was in for like I remember Ethan Hawke. I remember uh, Hugh Grant. Um, uh, he's the guy who answered the door for Benoit Blanc. He's like Benoit Blanc's partner. That he lives with. Oh, oh, yeah, that was that that was like point two seconds though. He's, yeah, it was like they're literally just just in the movie for like five seconds, just like okay. I wonder if they wrote him up or it's like like a cameo cameo or like if they're actually listed like in the cast. Yeah, <laughs> but, I didn't even bother checking. I should have checked that. But uh, uh yeah, yeah, that and I'm very curious to see if that is Joseph Gordon Levin saying Dong. Like it probably is. Like who yeah, says Dong every it, hour? It probably it probably is. Yeah. <laughs> Just got him recorded, or just like they like. Can you somebody say probably Tom? knew him. Somebody probably knew him, and uh, no, yeah, I thought Ethan Hawke was gonna be more of a character too. When I first saw, it. I was like, oh, we got Ethan Hawke, and he's been like yeah. a little everywhere. He's on Black Phone. He was on the uh, uh, white. Uh, what was that Disney with the Egyptian thing? Moon. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah, he was in Moon Knight too. Oh, I didn't know he was in Moon Knight. And, yeah, yeah, he's like the main villain in Moon Knight, so he's been he's been around, he's been around. Ethan so Hawke's one expecting... of those actors who like he's there and then disappears for like three years, and then he shows up. He's like, no, nah, I was always here, guys. I'm like, no, no, you weren't. You know, <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> he be he be dropping those like low key art house movies. Um, yeah, well, oh, he was in Boy. I remember Boy was like a big one years ago. You ever see that one? Yeah, where it's yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, but hey, anyway, one thing I wanted to say, uh, the director. Ryan Johnson, he directed the first two movies. I'm a huge fan of Ryan Johnson, have been for a while. A lot of people complain about this man because of his Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, which I still say is not a bad movie. People want to fight me on that all the time. Go ahead. Don't watch Knives Out and don't watch Class on You. <laughs> this man's a good director. Accept it. <laughs> no, yeah. He definitely made two two solid movies. Can't you can't. No. Can't you can't really knock them unless it's like yeah. just completely not your like take your cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. That's if you're if you're an avid if you're an avid movie watcher, then you're probably gonna like this movie. So. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm. I mean, you have me being a hardcore wrestling fan. I know what an, just angry fandom is, and that's what Star Wars fans are as well. So it's like if you change one thing slightly, like nah, this isn't good because it wasn't what I wanted. And I was like, ah, here we go. It's a whole. It's a whole thing, but um, this is what Lucas George Lucas would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, and I'm saying that as a Star Wars fan, like, you know, whatever. I I enjoy him. I do like uh, what's his name for Episode Seven and uh, uh, Eight, Nine as well. Seven and Nine. I can't remember his name right now, but um, you know, I'm a fan of uh, all their stuff. And Ryan Johnson's gonna get to do more Star Wars stuff anyway because Last Jedi was good. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, um, I feel like that's all of fandom anywhere though. Like Lord of the Rings, everything is just kind of. Everybody just wants to hate. Even on this Last of Us, everybody's like, everybody got something to say. Like, 
where were y'all a year ago, two years ago, when it was just the game? Now yeah. everybody's a Last of Us like master. I beat the game twice. Like it's like okay. Um, yeah, no, I've everybody, seen everybody. So I just feel that. like everybody just likes to hate. Everybody likes to complain. Yeah, the, yeah. Just hey, man, enjoy. That it. just that just means you're doing something right, though. I heard. Yeah, you know, if you don't got no haters, you're you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Good job, now, uh, Ryan Johnson. So, uh, three. They are making a third one. It has been confirmed, and rumor has it that the Muppets are going to be involved. And I'm not making this up. <laughs> I, uh, so uh, we're talking about man. people hating on stuff. Wait till three comes out and you have Muppets. Let's see what that happens. Sounds, that sounds a little crazy. <laughs> they got two successful movies now. This is like, let's go balls to the wall. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there is that. There is the tie-in with Among Us. There is rumors that, because it's weird. Among Us has, so Knives Out and Glass Onion have like the deal with Among Us for the cameo. They also have uh, Hitman. Remember Hitman? They have like a, the thing with that where, in one of the Hitman games, one of the more recent Agent ones. Agent 47? Yeah. In one of the oh. recent ones where you go in there and you go into, like, the Knives Out house. And there's, like, a Knives Out murder mystery game that you play in Hitman. So <laughs> oh, it's like sick. they're, yeah. So it's like he, they have tie-ins to video games already. So who's to say that they won't get a Muppets? Get a or game. Anything, you know? <laughs> it was Miss Piggy. <laughs> it probably was. Or Gonzo. I don't trust that. I never trusted him. Oh Never yeah, you that nose. You can't trust that nose. <laughs> but uh, I think that's, all, that's knows all I got like for that. <laughs> that's where he keeps the knife. Uh, that's all I got for last onion. How, how about you? It's a sword. <laughs> um, final thoughts on a glass onion. Let's see. I think I covered everything on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. no, yeah, the butchers, the kombucha, the sweatshop. Yep. <laughs> That sentence just sounds crazy. That's great. Those are three things that are all involved in one movie. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my um, thoughts on this movie is like uh, definitely a two thumbs up. Um, yeah, absolutely. If I if I had to give it a out of ten rating, I, I'd probably give it a seven point five ish, close to eight maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. On a good day, Some, somewhere in that range. Yeah. 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 It's definitely definitely worthy of it. You know. Yeah. Especially the fact that I watched it twice and I still enjoyed it. I hate watching movies like over again. I don't know why. It's logically, I'm. I feel like I'm a pretty logical person, and it makes sense. You get more data, you get to see more stuff. But I just hate watching the same shit over again. I'm like, I already know where this is going. <laughs> I got you. I but, mean, yeah, I, I get it. I'm a big rewatcher of movies. Um, it has to be something that I feel like is worth rewatching. Like. I'm trying to think of a movie I won't rewatch, but I, if I can't think of one, that's because I won't rewatch it. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but if I name a movie, I've probably rewatched it. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, but no, I'm right there with you. I'll give it somewhere between a seven and a half, uh, two and eight. So definitely, a, you know, two thumbs up for me as well. That's uh, that's thumbs up from the LWG. We're just going to say Aslam. Give it a thumbs up, too. Uh, we know he's going to like it. We'll, we'll give him we'll give him the thumbs up, too. He would have a weird complaint. He'd be like, well, you know, the, the the it wasn't technically an onion. It was like something else. Like he would have a weird complaint like that. Like, and it would ruin the movie. <laughs> He's like that island. Well, I don't like that island. That island was in <laughs> it's, it's in the wrong ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Which they point out in the movie because he named the wrong ocean. <laughs> oh yep. man, good That's times. Funny. But yeah, I think man. I think we're good there. I think we're good to jump into some news. No, yeah, it sounds sounds right.
Let's do it. And from the news, we have this down here where it says news. But um, once again, before we get into the news, if you like that, go ahead. We've reviewed many of other movie shows, video games, and probably comic books at some point. Um, so you can always do that on the Los Wise Guys website at loswiseguys.com. You can check out our takes on our social medias, which is available right here below. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on the TikToks. And as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, rate, review, do all the good stuff. Uh, make it old school. Don't forget to pray. And, uh, you know, check us out on uh, YouTube. Just search for Los Wise Guys. Check us out on twitch.tv slash Los Wise Guys. And, you know, where we have all our stuff. But let's break down the news real quick, Disco. So, oh, yeah. Let me uh, get this Boogie out of down. here. Let's put the news thing back up. And let's see what we got for the news. So I got a couple quick stories here for you. Um, so let's share my screen. Just gotta make sure I get the right one. All right. So we're jumping in. Now, um, when I texted you earlier, we were talking a little bit about the news and we kind of both mentioned this right here. I'm assuming you can see my screen, right? Yep, yep. All right, Dexter cool. spinoff in the works. Dexter spinoffs, spinoffs, plural, in the works at Showtime. So this is an article, uh, you can check it out over on Collider, uh, written by Rob London. So um, basically, Dexter New Blood happened. It was a great show. Um, some people hated the ending because, I don't know, they're just fandoms. We were just talking about it. That's fandoms. <laughs> But um, I think people that, didn't want to see him go, but honestly, it was the best move for him. Like he, that's the that, perfect ending. Yeah. So I'm glad they did it like that, and they didn't like try to cash grab and just like, oh, let's get ten more seasons of Dexter. Like no, exactly. no, no, no. You can only kill so long. <laughs> there we go. So with uh with that, so apparently, remember when we were doing the reviews? And by the way, if you guys want to check out our reviews, we did a review for every single episode. You can watch it on YouTube. Just go back. Look for our uh, rate and review for Dexter or recap and review might be rewarded as. Um, but one thing that I was adamant on the entire time was like, please don't give us another season. Please don't give us a spinoff about Harrison. Please do not continue that story. And they were planning on doing all that. All the things I didn't want. They're like, let's go to Harrison. He's going to go to New York and we're going to see him try to deal with killing his own father. Blah, blah, blah. Spoilers. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently the people at Showtime were like, no, nah, we're not doing that. And I rejoiced. And then they said, we're going to do spinoffs. But what we're planning on doing is doing a young Dexter learning the code from Harry, which is something they rumored they were rumored to do a very long time ago when the original series ended. They're saying, hey, we might get young Dexter in there learning the code. And they're also thinking about doing spinoffs where they spotlight the major killers that Dexter had to deal with throughout the show, including the most notorious of them all, Trinity. Um, so... That's the thing. So those are like the different rumors they have. And like I said, there's multiple spinoffs. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have one for Trinity, if they have one for his brother, Brian. Um, you know, we are they're already talking about doing young Dexter. So this is something I'm a little bit more okay with and seeing the story because I feel like if they just continued with Harrison, it's just like a it's almost like a sad ending. Like it, as weird as it sounds, Dexter dying at the end of New Blood is the happiest ending you can get. Uh, the one of the most notorious killers in history died, and that's a good thing. You don't want to see another killer spawn out of that. So, I'm glad they're not continuing that, at least not for now. But, uh, Disco, what do you think of this news? 
You're muted. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, no problem. I was I was just talking to myself. It's all cool. I'll do that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I have mixed feelings. I uh, <clears throat> I. I feel like I like the way they're going, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to mess it up, especially more like in the younger Dexter. They're going to make it cheesy for us. I kind of like that mystery and just like, you know, he just had like a troubled childhood. I don't know. I feel like shedding too much light might just, I don't know. I like the mystery and the enigma of Dexter and he's this killer and what they've shown. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe that's just me, but I do like the show, uh, the Trinity killer one. I'm, I'm all for that. I always felt like that was probably one of the better seasons, one of the better, uh, villains. By far. <laughs> and so for him to get some spotlight, I, I for sure want to see that, especially how he like managed to stay concealed so long. And if it wasn't like for Dexter and all that shit, uh, I, I really want to see that. And uh, for the brother, I don't know. I've never really been interested in the brother, I guess. But I, I guess there's some potential there. You could, uh, they, depending how they swing it, it, it could be good. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of skeptical on these things now. Yeah, as, as we should I'm be. The reason I didn't want a, a sequel series. But yeah. It's, it's like if there has to be a continuation, this is what I want. If there has to be something, I'd prefer this. And I would like to see, uh, honestly, I mean, I think Trinity would be awesome, of course. That's a no-brainer. But I think Brian Moser, his brother, would be a good one simply because, like, think about it. His brother, born in blood, just like him, all this other stuff. Um, he was, he had a, you know, he's he grew up all screwed up. He's a killer as well. But, like, Dexter has his, like, specific code. Everybody has their own code. Think about this for a second. Like, Brian had a code as well, but he turned himself into the ice trick killer to catch Dexter's attention. Did we ever see another killer that was just like they modify their kills, like they they modify a code, they create a brand new like method for something else? Like we don't know what Brian's original kill code was. He just created the ice truck killer for Dexter, so he could be caught by Dexter. So I I feel like that would be interesting. But um, you have that. You have um, uh, Hannah. Who didn't Dexter kill him? Oh, isn't it kind of like are they working to reach his doom or something? What do you mean? Did Dexter kill him? Yeah, Dexter killed so, all of them. So he's like working to, I don't know, work. Yeah, uh, I wonder if like this uh, finale, it's like gonna go on until he dies, or is it? No, I mean it's like... probably. I mean it's gonna be the same thing as I'm assuming they're doing for Trinity, where it's just like they're, if anything, they're gonna show young Trinity, being Trinity, like because he I killed see. Trinity too, you know, like yeah, he killed yeah, all yeah. of them. That's true. So, that's true. You know, it's it's gonna be the same thing. Um. The only the only killer that did survive was Hannah, who, you know, was who, no no she didn't because she we found out that she died of cancer in New Blood. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like literally none of them are alive; they're all dead. Um, but uh, I, I like Jimmy Smith and uh, Schmidt Jimmy Smith is amazing. He's just, I put Jimmy Smith in anything. There's yeah. one line where he's talking to Dexter. He's like, "That's brilliant, Dexter," and just the way yeah. he said it and just everything. I I will never forget that. I like yeah. I even say that sometimes to Eric and like he'll just I start remember, laughing. I remember that quote because of you. Like <laughs> so, right before Dexter New Blood came out, I did a rewatching of like the entire series, and yeah. literally when he got to that scene where Dexter's showing him like this is how I get rid of the bodies. I dig up a an already dug grave, and I put the body in it, and then I pat it over so you can do things. That's brilliant, Dexter. I immediately thought of you as soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as that happened because I remember you telling me years ago about that. 
Um, I'm consistent. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. That it's something about the way he said it, it just stays in my head. <laughs> wow, it's, it's great. But uh, I don't know if like doing something on him would make sense because like he didn't really start killing until he uh, yeah. met Dexter, but he still had that dark darkness in him. Like he didn't have a problem yeah. killing. Like in Dexter, you can see the curiosity in him. He's like oh, him and his brother be because they got it from their dad, and it was like a whole thing. But yeah, that you have uh, the 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 pyromaniac there, Lila, who was uh, mm. Dexter's uh, you know love interest in season two. Um, yeah. so it's like. You know, there's a there's a couple people that are interesting in there, but uh, they're, you know, we'll see. They're really ex- expanding on on this whole Dexterverse. That's pretty. Uh, they're uh, I guess Dexter really is that big. You could just cash in. There's there's so many spinoffs you could do. Well, you know that uh, New Blood was like the most watched show series in like Showtime history. Oh wow! I was reading. I want to see like, that's their most you know, <clears throat> watched thing. I want to see one about uh. Damn, what's the cop's name that was following him the whole like the whole season? Dokes. <laughs> Dokes. I want to get like a Dokes spinoff. Just see all the headaches that he goes through just trying to track Dexter and just sniffing out Dexter and knowing Dexter's a piece of crap. Like, <clears throat> oh man, just, Dokes just is always one of intro. my favorites. Oh, Dokes is the best. I can just imagine like the intro for the Dokes show. It's just like he's pulling up at a drive-through. It's like, sir, do you want anything with that burger? And then it just says Dokes. i would be fine with that uh i don't know if you've seen the meme where they make fun of him where it's like they keep changing his phrase like yeah well that's why i said that yeah because it's fries yeah that's why i said that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, but uh i'll be okay with that (laughs) yeah dope's very very different from the from the books i I still i I started reading those books years ago never finished them uh dope's goes through some stuff (laughs) i'll just say that that's crazy. I never even knew it was a book. I might have to start that. Uh... Oh, dude. Yeah, they're based off the. Yeah, they're based off of the yeah, uh, audio book. Very different from the show. The most similar one is season one to the first book, but even that has a lot of changes. And then literally the second book after, completely different from the show. Completely different. I've noticed that when people adapt books and shit like that, games, it's it's impossible to stay the same. It's like. No, it's like uh, they just feel compelled. It's like, oh, well, this is in my realms now. I'm going to make these changes. Let me change everything. It's like, yeah. Spoilers I, uh, for the book. Uh, Dokes is, a, is alive well after the first book. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Mm, so, like, Dokes plays a that. much bigger role in the books than he does in the show. Um, but anyway, so that's what I got for Dexter. So let's move on here. Um, let's see. So, this is another new story I got here. So, there is a Nintendo Direct confirmed for February 8th. That's tomorrow in our time since we're recording on Tuesday. Um, it will include roughly 40 minutes of new info. This is an article from GameSpot written by Jason Finelli. So, we're getting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, Disco. Um, I know you're not the uh, you're not that big into games, but I know that you have a Switch. I know you love your Switch, and it's very, very likely... Like, I'm 90% sure, if not 95% sure, they're talking about that Breath of the Wild sequel tomorrow, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been curious about that, because I've been hearing, like, it, uh, the Switch can't support the new one, blah, 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 so I'm really yeah. uh, I'm wondering what they got to say. But yeah. this is, this is a, uh, I got a personal vendetta against Nintendo. Last year. Many, many people do. 
2022, mm -hmm. uh, Dying Light 2 came out for the Switch, and they announced, like, oh, uh, the Switch version, well, it didn't come out for the Switch, it came out just in general. Yeah. And then this, the Nintendo was like, six months, uh, we'll, have, we'll have it on Switch. And we're going on to like a whole year now. And so mm -hmm. I really like that Dying Light 1 game, and so mm -hmm. now I really need to play this Dying Light 2, but I don't have any consoles anymore. I gave Eric my Xbox One because it's broke. Mm -hmm. So I have no like super console anymore. So I can't even like borrow. I guess I have my laptop. I guess I could use that. But I play it on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll figure it out on that. But I was just yeah. kind of butthurt because they were like six months, and then six months came by, and I was like, oh, maybe to the end of the year. And then end of the year came by. We're in February, and still nothing. I'm like, where yeah. is my dying light to? I need my zombie well, thing. Dude, welcome to Nintendo family. <laughs> Like people have been saying this for years, like about Nintendo stuff. Like you just you just caught this one game where it's just like, what's going on? Nintendo doesn't care. They don't. <laughs> they're, they're gonna keep sending out fucking like Mario parties and stupid games I don't like. It's like yeah. it's like gosh dang yeah. it. Well, that's the problem. I mean, in Nintendo's defense, those games are gonna sell well. Dying Light Two, it has its fans, sure, but it's not gonna sell like a Mario game. That's you know? true. That's true. But that sucks. Ah, damn Nintendo. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually, uh, Nintendo Switch actually kind of saved me on this Dubai trip because uh, mm. I, I, Great out of everyone, France. probably had one of the longest plane rides. I had an 11 hour plane ride, then like a four hour layover in France, and then seven hours from there to Dubai. So I was in the air for like a whole day. And, you went to uh, France? I, yeah, I took a shit in France. I did. Wow. It was wild. It was good. Do you know what they good. call a quarter pounder with cheese in France? <laughs> uh man uh don't let me down what was that? don't let me down this is from fucking pulp fiction but i forgot yeah, what they cut it's like uh what, what do they even use over there <laughs> well it's the metric system so they don't they don't know what a quarter pounder is that's a direct quote from the movie by the way dude <laughs> man it's a, it's a royale but, royale damn that's what it was <laughs> I gotta watch Pulp Fiction again, man. I gotta watch. Yeah, I've been. That's one of those movies you much. watch multiple times, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> long, you can definitely like catch so much, so much, so oh. much. I right, man, I put uh, that movie like front to back, like. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up getting uh, Xenoverse on sale, and then I uh -huh. ended up getting Xenoblade uh, Chronicles. So I was like Xenoed out uh, for this yeah, trip. I, I enjoyed a little gauge on that. Ah, okay, okay. Like, Is that the new like, one? I, yeah. Three Houses was like one of my favorite games on the Switch. If you get I mean, it's a tactical like RPG, JRPG. Um uh, really good. Um uh, really good story for Three Houses. Uh Fire Emblem Engage, not so much. <laughs> it's 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 Oh wait, it's that's hope. a different one because they have uh Three Home, no, Three Hopes too. That's the the continuation that's, of Three. Well, no. It it's that DLP? It is no, it, it is like there's the other one that's in between. I guess it is Three Hopes, but that one's it, it's a it continues it, but it's a completely different type of game. That one's a MOBA. Ah, okay. okay so it's okay, like okay. yeah, so it's this it's sort of it's not a continuation. It's a retelling of Three Houses in a different format, and then it's a different oh, type of, different, a different type of game altogether. Play stuff. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I enjoyed my Xeno games, my Xenoverse. I like made my own little like fighting character, and I was like flying around beating up boo and all these like crazy giant ball uh characters all the like the new storyline i guess i guess mm -hmm. there's like a whole bunch of changing and dimensions oh, and time yeah time well, that's a time thing yeah because i played xenoverse 
back on the PS4 when it first came out like a while back. That game, it's um, it's its own like side. It has nothing to do with like the anime or anything or manga. It's its own story. Oh, so that's not yeah. even the story either. <laughs> that's not it I at see. all. Like <laughs> no, nice, very nice. Then so I, I just played a game with characters from Dragon Ball. Yeah, it wasn't a bad game at all. Yeah. But I was kind of let down that it's not yeah. like canon. I made anything. a Namekian. Just... <laughs> I was like, if I'm making a character, oh, yeah. I'm making a Namekian. <laughs> Eric made an Amekian, so I was like, ah, I don't want to copy it. And yeah. I felt like Super Saiyan was a cop out, so I just can't do Super Saiyan. Yeah, no, gotta do Earth yeah. at that point. That sucks, dude. Yeah. It sucks for you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I like my Earthling powers. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I mean, a little but, bit. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, and so then, tomorrow we got the uh, Nintendo Direct. I'm sorry, what are you saying? Oh, uh, yeah, Xenoblade was uh, really good. The uh, They spent a lot of time building up the 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 fighting gameplay and uh i'm still like learning the fighting gameplay and i've been playing it for like a couple of hours now and uh, it's yeah, just crazy how in depth that uh the fighting style i mean i, I already kind of got most of it because i played the last one but i guess for like new players it really can be yeah. overwhelming because there's a lot of stuff and like you have to be aware of the distance and like attack canceling if, if you're into that stuff and then you know then you have talent trees, and then you have like uh, who you want in your group, and to have what classes. So it gets really customizable. And I personally, I like that. But I know yeah. some people will get overwhelmed. It's just like there's too many options. It's just yeah. you gotta go here. It, like, yeah, it but, depends uh, on the game for me. Like Fire Emblem has that, and I love it. But then like God of War is just like you could have this armor to do this. And you know, I was like, just, 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 it's just stop. I'm Kratos. All right, just relax. I said I'm Kratos. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean I'm. I can't wait to see what they have for us tomorrow, especially the Breath of the Wild. That was one of the best games that I probably like ever played on Switch, uh, especially for Switch, just because oh, yeah. that portability and the and the de- depth of the world was awesome. So yeah, so I'm curious uh, what else they have. Well, that's the thing. So uh, I'm like I said, I'm very positive. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be the, that's the name of the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Pikmin Four on there. Um, anybody who's hoping for Metroid Prime 4, you're insane. Um, that's not happening. And um, <laughs> Definitely not. Especially since Dread just came out like a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Metroid Prime was announced like a solid like five or six years before Dread ever showed up. And people <laughs> are still waiting for that game. <laughs> um, it's coming. <laughs> but uh, you got that. And then uh, Advance Wars. Uh, one plus two reboot. Uh, that's a game that was supposed to come out last year, um, and it didn't release because of the war that's going on between uh, Russia and the uh, Ukraine. Wow. And uh, because it has wars in the title, and it's like the game was supposed to launch literally right when that started. They're like, <laughs> oh, this is in bad taste. We don't want to do it. And the game yeah. is finished. It didn't get released. They accidentally launched it, and one person in the world got it on their Nintendo Switch, and they played it for a little bit, and then they got taken off their Switch. <laughs> And uh, people are still waiting for that game to release. So, wow, it might be uh, might be available. I think, and I think I like took that game last season. Oh uh, no, it was uh, <laughs> you. I think you picked it up, but Eslam had it first, and then there was that whole debacle. So Eslam got rid of it, oh. and then I think you picked it up because you weren't aware of what was going on with it. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, fun fact: Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, first pick of the draft this year. I got it. Went to me. Wow, okay, look at you go. That's a LWGFPGL S3. Check it out on our 
main site, losewiseguys.com. You see everything there. You got you learned from last year, last season. Last season we had fucking Elden Ring just sitting there. Everybody picked their own game and then you're like, Why didn't anybody choose this? Oh dude, yeah. When I saw you guys just everybody go past Elden Ring, I was like, It ain't going past me. <laughs> it ain't going past me. But anyway, so we got that. And let's move on to the next story. So I do have uh some some wrestling news here. Uh, so this is from WrestleTalk.com, written by Sanchez Taylor. Jerry Lawler has been hospitalized after a medical episode. So, Jerry the King Lawler. Um, one of the best wrestlers to ever come out of Memphis. Uh, Hall of Famer. And a lot of people, um, you know, anybody who watch wrestling like in the 90s, late 90s, 2000s, stuff like that. They know Jerry the King Lawler as a commentator uh, with good old JR. Uh, so, yeah. Jerry the King Lawler, you know... Uh, legend in many different formats of pro wrestling uh yesterday did suffer a stroke it seems um he lost uh all feeling on i believe it was the right side of his body wasn't able to speak um and most recent report that i saw he started to get a little bit of feeling uh you know in his right uh side there i believe he's still having a little trouble speaking uh it does take some time for that to come and uh so he's okay but he's still hospitalized so hopefully he gets a little bit better um, this is, I believe, the second stroke Jerry the King Waller has had, and we do know that about a decade ago, <laughs> he did suffer the heart attack live on Monday Night Raw, which was a very scary moment for anybody who was watching that live. I do remember that. Um, there was wrestlers wrestling in the ring, commentary literally just stopped talking, and then the wrestlers, they kept going at the match, but you see them glancing over to the side where the camera wasn't showing the whole time, and then they cut to commercial, they come back, and they reveal Hey, Jerry the King Lawler just had a heart attack. He's getting rushed to the hospital. So it was a it was a scary moment. So hopefully, you know, the King's all right. Um, he was literally uh, on WWE TV just a little while ago uh, doing the pre-show for the Royal Rumble, which we talked about on last week's episode. That's how recent that was. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I uh, um, they say I, I read somewhere that like if you have a stroke, you you typically have like two years to live. So the fact that this man had a heart attack and then like multiple strokes he's a he's a fighter you can tell um hopefully he, yeah. he pulls through and uh gets the best doctors to to look at his look at him and hopefully uh he makes those necessary changes because uh that that's one thing uh you know because my, my father died of the same like thing almost so uh mm-hmm. that's one thing you know you you have a stroke or, or some sort of event and then you change your lifestyle because of the near death and then you kind of slip back into your old ways. So I, I wonder if that was like maybe something. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just, I hope yeah, yeah, I hope he gets better. Hope hope uh, he, he's a legend, man. Like you yeah, said, I, I remember him. I remember him from uh, the commentating and uh, like you said, it's him and Jr. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jerry the King Lawler. And uh, so he's 73 years old. Crazy thing is, um, he still wrestles on the Indies. Uh, he has about one match a month. <laughs> so there is that. Um, I've, I met him at Comic-Con a couple times. Um, he had the darkest hair I've ever seen. So that's, that's one thing that always stood out to me. And I don't know if you know, he's like this amazing artist. Like, he's like one of the greatest artists. That's how he got into wrestling, <laughs> believe it or not. He used to, <laughs> Art, he used to go to crazy. yeah. He, he used to go into Memphis and watch the shows and stuff. And then he would like draw the wrestlers and like send it to the booker and be like, Hey, I do. And then they like hired him. It was like, Hey, do you want to like do this for it? Like, we'll pay you money. So like he would draw for their show and then they trained him into being a wrestler. And then it, he literally like bought it and it was his promotion. And then like, look yeah. at where you came from drawing. So it's like, yeah, Jerry the King Lawler is uh, truly a legend. 
Um, so, you know, well wishes, uh, you know, from the LWG and uh, hopefully everything uh, works out and everything's okay with them. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, next one. It's also wrestling. It's not necessarily a new story. This is uh, something that did happen. Uh, so <clears throat> Lanny uh, Poffo uh, recently passed away. Um, uh, a lot of people might not be familiar with Lanny Poffo. If you're a wrestling fan, if you pay attention to like, a lot of older stuff or indie stuff, you might uh, remember the name. He was Leaping Lanny Poffo, also known as the genius. Um, he's honestly mostly well known for being the brother of Macho Man Randy Savage. And uh, so he, he recently passed away. I'm not sure of the cause of death. Um, so it's sad to see him go. He's another, just like Jerry the King Lawler, uh, wrestler come out of Memphis, um, just like, you know, uh, Macho Man did and Lawler did. So, uh, Lanny Poffo did, uh, pass away. That was about, uh, two weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, it's, it sucks. He's a legend. Uh, a lot of the younger wrestlers, uh, did look up to him. Like he did a lot to help them out. Uh, and yeah, man, dude's a legend. Uh, he was uh, underrated as a talker, I'd say. I think at the time he was considered a good talker, but like over the years, people kind of forgot. But if you go back and listen to some of his promo stuff, like there's a reason why they called him the genius. You know, like uh, Lanny mm-hmm. Poffo is, you know, he's up there. He's definitely a legend. But, uh, you know, sad to see him go. So RIP. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know him, but, you know, it always yeah. sucks to see someone uh, so revered, like, go too soon. Absolutely. Well, uh, my deepest condolences to uh, the Poffo family. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's with his brother now, so we got that. He and Macho yeah, Man. He's not, he's not alone. Nope. All right, so that's um, that's all I got uh, for news and everything. So let me uh, there you go. <clears throat> Turn there, and so we're good there. So what's what uh, are we doing? Just go. I'm going to do some brief mu- movie reviews if you maybe you want to write that into a banner. Let's do it. I was, I was ready. Boom. I was ready. Uh, 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 I think I got to call you the genius. <laughs> I'm so prepared. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I, uh, you know, as avid listeners would know, I've been doing this, like, review segment where I review some shows or whatever I've seen recently. And given that I've been on crazy – long flights and and whatnot i've seen a couple movies so i I just wanted to briefly kind of mention them all because i don't i don't want to give them all like their own little segment because they're also going to start stacking so here it goes brief uh movie reviews i'm going to give slight information about it and and what i rated and thumbs up thumbs down Uh, so here we go the first movie that I want to mention is 3,000 Years of Longing, uh, starring Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. And uh, I actually really enjoyed this movie, uh, so much to the point that I was sad that it ended. I wanted more. I wanted to know more. And it's about this genie, uh, this young, this lady that finds a genie, and she's kind of a loner, and so she wishes for love. And so the genie uh she wishes for the genie to love her because uh the genie talks about his past and he like loves so deeply so she was like i wanted that i want that and so they end up being together and they fall in love and it's a pretty epic story as she kind of like reveals her past and idris elba reveals the past of like what it's like to be a jinn genie and uh, pretty much talking about his different masters and his different events in his life that kind of shaped him and at the end, I was just like, I don't want you to go. 
<laughs> and so it, it left me longing more. There was 3,000 years of longing. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm longing for the next one, if there is one. Hopefully not 3,000 years. Um, IMDB uh, rated it as 6.7. And uh, mm-hmm. I've been following this IMDB rating. I'm, I'm going to introduce it to the LWG uh so pretty much anything 5.8 is going to be an average movie, very average. Anything lower is going to be crap. Anything upward on 6 and upward is usually a pretty decent movie. So the fact that this is a 6.7 means it's a decent movie, and I totally agree. And uh, the next movie I wanted to review is uh, The Menu, uh, 7.2 mm. on IMDb. And this one, this one was a doozy. I highly recommend this one. The acting was this. superb. Yeah. The main character, Ralph Fiennes, um, and Anya Joy Taylor, the way they kind of like just bounce off each other. Uh, it was just so good. And even the concept of it, they go to this very like niche restaurant and <clears throat> it's they're serving a little more than just food. <laughs> and uh, not in a gross way or anything. It's just, I don't want to like reveal anything. It's, it's just what a genre little bit. Uh, like thriller, I would say. Okay. I guess maybe thriller horror. Okay. It was kind of scary, but not like monster scary. Not fantasy. Okay. Just, this <laughs> this restaurant is just crazy, <laughs> pretty okay. much. Okay. Yeah. So Anya did a great great job, and uh, I love how at the end she kind of like solved this mm-hmm. problem that she had, and the way she did it, and I uh, slight spoilers. I've never seen someone so hurt from getting ordered uh, from ordering a cheeseburger. <laughs> she ordered a cheeseburger, and this like top tier, top of the line chef was just like, you know, he, he cooks all the best meals in the world, and she's ask, asking for a cheeseburger. He was just like, "This is what you want," like. <laughs> but he ends up cooking her like the best goddamn cheeseburger she ever had, and and uh, uh, and I don't want to give any more spoilers, but. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, the menu. Really, really good. Two thumbs up, 7.2. Next is uh, I saw Bones and Awe. Uh, this one's starring Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell. This one uh, got a 6.9 from IMDb. Uh, so uh, on the scale, that is pretty good. But uh, it wasn't a bad movie, but it just wasn't my taste. Uh, I I felt like it was a little lackluster. I've seen this kind of concept done before, and pretty much where people have like a lust or a, an affinity for flesh and eating people. So she she finds out that she has this addiction. She needs to feed, and she meets Timothy Chalamet, and they kind of go around traveling America and or whatever country they're in, and they meet other people like them, and this one dude that they met like built up this lore where it's like oh you don't want to get to bones and all apparently when you get to that point in this you it, it's life-changing he made the way he made it sound it was like oh you eat people now but once you get to bones and all that's when it really begins like and so i was like oh this is getting crazy and then the rest of the movie just kind of fizzled out into a romance and they never got to bones and all, which is the name of the movie. So I was kind of just like, <laughs> we just got to like, maybe that's bones. all it was. That's what it we was. We didn't get to bones and all. 
So I really that wanted the, that was to it. That. It was the romance. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was. You got two very good looking young cast, uh, Timothy and Taylor, very, very beautiful <laughs> looking. So I, I guess that's what they're selling. But I that's not what I was there for. And I felt I felt I felt, you know, let down, betrayed a little. I was like, you know, it's not a bad movie so far, the romance is okay, but I was like, they do why name it Bones and All if you're not gonna get to that like <laughs> that point. And I was thinking maybe at the end he would have to eat her, like you know, or one of them has to eat each other. But it it didn't it didn't get there. Just it just ended. And so that was a six point nine. And uh, I'll give that a one star, a one thumb up. I can't give it two because I just I really feel let down because of that title. Um, but definitely worth a watch. You know, if you have spare time, uh, I'm not gonna say oh rush out see it now. If I had to, I would choose the menu for any uh, of these movies on the list. Go see that one first. Um, so that was Bones and All 6.9. It was okay. One one thumbs up. Uh, and lastly, uh, I want to talk about The Beast. Uh, uh, it got a 5.6 on IMDb, and it felt like a 5.6 the whole way through. Honestly, it was a very, very generic movie. Uh, it was this Idris Elba. He's in Africa, or... Uh, somewhere where there's lions. I don't know. That could be the Amazon too, I guess. Uh, so I don't know exactly where he was. Um, but <clears throat> he had to fight this lion. And uh, that that was it. That's it. This, the lion, uh, you know, was this big hulking lion and threatened to uh, kill, kill like all these villages. And then it finally just set its sights on Idris Elba and his little family, his two daughters and his friend. And it was uh, it was lackluster. It was very much a background movie, kind of just. Honestly, I only watched it because I was stuck on a plane and I liked Idris Elba. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely, I don't recommend that one at all, mm-hmm. unless you are are into mediocre movies that kind of like okay. <clears throat> well, I feel like you're talking about Eric right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Eric's like, I like watching those movies because, you know, they might not be bad, but you could see where they went wrong or something. I was like, if that floats your boat, buddy, I, I'd rather just see a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so The Beast, Idris Elba, 5.6 on IMDb, uh, lackluster, very, very kind of boring, and I do not recommend it. Don't go see it. Unless you like Idris Elba, because he's a handsome guy, a very nice dude, uh, he's very strapping. You get to see him do some action scenes and, you know, fight a lion. So if you want, if you're into that, then definitely go watch it. But if not, hard pass. Uh, and that's the that's the last of it right now. That's the that's the last movie I have on this list. This brief cool. list. And uh, hope you all enjoyed. Uh, majority of them were good, uh, except for the Beast. Don't go watch that one. Uh, two thumbs up on 3,000 Years of Longing, two thumbs up, three thumbs up on the menu. I, I really, really enjoyed that one. And uh, Bones and All, it was, it was okay. It was good, but uh, worth the watch, but just kind of just went a different avenue than I was thinking. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my segment for this week. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested on the, um, the IMDb scale. So because when I think of scores, um, I'm used to video game scores, if anything, especially now with the LWG FPGL. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like video game scores have always been in the sense of if it is below a 70, 
it's not really worth it. So it's like, it's interesting. We're there where it's like, it's six is like the kind of like the cutoff. And then it's yeah. like, so it's just, it's interesting. I can't help but think it's like the moment you're like, it's a six. I was like, Ugh. I was like, it's just like, I'll pass. I'll pass on it. No, <laughs> no yeah. I, I'm honestly, I'm like that with movies now that I like kind of discovered the scale yeah. and it's pretty, yeah. it's been holding true to me. Like, you know, yeah. some six will be like hit or miss, but like there won't be bad movies. Like yeah. the, the upper sixes will definitely be good. Yeah. The seven, a seven and up are, is going to be fantastic. My favorite movie of all time is Green Book. And that got an 8.5 and it, it shows. It was just such a good movie. Um, Seth's thing right there, you're saying it's an 8.5 in the show, but to me, I'm just like, oh, okay, so it's mediocre. Because, like, I'm used to, like, if (laughs) 8.5 is just, like, it's okay. It's like, if it's not a 9 or (laughs) up, it's... From your game scale, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really go... I've said it before on the podcast, I've never been one to really care about scores. Like, even in video games, if it's... uh, You can take a game I really like, and it might be, like, a 72 or something, but, you know, I always go off of, like, how I feel, or if I do have to pay attention to a review or something i don't go to a specific site i'll go to a specific person who has similar taste um so it's like if one person's reviewing a game and i know they have a similar taste that i have i was like okay i want to know that person's opinion if anything if not i'll just go in there myself and you know i'll figure it out from there um yeah i know it's something about the imdb and like rotten tomatoes and all them it's just like i don't don't know i don't trust those guys i I don't mess around on tomatoes but uh, i do I'm I I am a fan of the IMDb, but it's it's one thing one thing that I noticed on IMDb is when a movie comes out, you have to give it a couple of days because I guess people are still putting their their votes yeah. in their whatever. Because there's some movies that when they come out, it's like oh this is six point eight, this is six point seven, but I guess it's just because only a few people like put in their their input, and then mm-hmm. like a day later, two later, it's a 4.6. I'm just like, no wonder why it was so trash. Well, ah. it's that, and then you have the deal with people review bombing, which is another reason why I don't care. Like, I'm... I know we're not talking about The Last of Us for saving for, like, the season finale, <laughs> but did you see episode three of The Last of Us with Bill and Frank? Yeah. So, I... I so, to, in my opinion, that's the best episode so far. And uh it started off it was great and everything and then it just started getting review bombed insanely because of the context and you already understand i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it but you understand the context of that episode so people are going out there oh it's bad they're just they have an agenda they're trying to do this that, and the other so they're just like review bombing it and it's knocking down the score so it's like it's one of those things where it's just like i can't trust the score because of that you know what i'm saying because there are people that are going to do that and it's like i'd rather just you know have my own also, also that. the IMDb scale that I'm that I kind of am creating only works for movies. The TV shows are on a different scale. Let me oh, okay. caveat that. It's okay. uh, and also foreign movies sometimes would be crazy. I'll see a foreign movie and it'll be like, oh, seven point something. I'm like, oh, it's got to be good. And then I watch and I'm like, this was not good. I don't know what the hell I was watching. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I I've talked about this with the um, with the LWGV FPGL where it's like. It's like if you have a game where it's like a game I don't really care about. Like, for example, um, Zelda Breath of the Wild has a great score. I play that game. I literally gave it away. I didn't even sell it. I gave it to <laughs> I was like, I don't want this. I don't like this. It's not for me. I gave it away. So if I were to review it, it's getting a bad score. But let's be real. Honest opinion. Most people look at that game. They, there's a reason why they call it one of the greatest games ever made. Screw my opinion. I'm wrong. They're right, essentially. Which is fine. But it's one of those things. Well, that's why you have people who review that type of game. Are the people who understand and enjoy that type of game 
So it's the same thing with foreign films, I have to assume, where it's just like they're used to watching that type of foreign film, so they give it that score. That's the only thing I could think of. That that's and why it works also out. Also, in other countries, I would imagine there's like different like affinities for different exactly. movie aspects too. So yeah. like maybe something that they would like doesn't apply here and we just kind of see it as cheesy or like, You're like how is that? A, yeah. 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 So um, that's something there. Uh, back to that last of us. I, I enjoyed that episode. I just want to just quick little thing. Uh, oh yeah. love that. Episode. I, I did enjoy that episode, even though it was kind of, they're kind of doing their own tangent. And even though people say it's like a, a um, uh, like uh, gay motives or whatever they're trying to push this stuff on us i you you how could you not like that episode it was like at the end you like fell in love with them i was like let me let me get in there like let me die with y'all some romeo when was and the last time when was the last time you saw a um like some like people grow old together in a apocalypse movie like that's or, or show or whatever that's never been done it felt so realistic too like you know like Granted, that guy gets got shot, and then it just skipped over. But like in the in the time skip, it made you really like put things into perspective. Like there are no doctors, there are no like there is no medicine. Like I mean, not that there's no medicine, but there's just there's not advanced medicine. Like or you know, if there is, it's all dwindling and it's running out. And uh, so if, if you do get some simple little disease, like they didn't, I don't think they clarified or anything what he had. I I think they were trying to imply it was cancer. Oh, okay, so but like even oh, well, you, that's not a big. Deal. I mean, that's not a little deal. So. Yeah, because at like, one point they even but, said there was just like, yeah, they didn't have a cure for this before this all happened. Like they do say that at one point. So it's like I feel like they were like they that did. Was the, they did. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it it is. It just puts things into perspective how something uh something that may be not a big deal like now can be a big deal. Like especially like if you have diabetes, you're probably gonna die in, in the apocalypse if you have. Yeah, exactly. You know, Chris has like uh. Uh, like spinal issues. So I imagine after a while, like he, he won't be able to get like cortisone shots or it's just like that. Me, I have bad knees and psoriasis. So if I, if I don't have stuff to maintain my psoriasis, that could get really bad. So everybody like kind of has like, everybody yeah. I know at least kind of has like some, some issues. So it's like, yeah. how well would we really do in the apocalypse? Yeah. And uh, something as simple as getting cut, getting an infection that could kill you. Yeah, uh, the one thing that Eric actually said that kind of made sense is that there's like only eight episodes, and they devoted a whole episode to that, and that was kind of like I, I could see that argument where yeah. it's like, well, there's, you know, there's still so much more of the yeah. game left, and it's like they barely like, but we're like four episodes in or five episodes. Uh, They're staying the course. I like I I was talking to this about someone. I th- I think I was even talking about on the last episode with Rudy. He he's weird. He doesn't watch the show until it completely ends, and then he starts it. But he was asking something about it. And I was like, I did a full breakdown of like what's going to happen in each episode. And I'm so far like on point. It's just like it's just like I see because it's like I think it's nine episodes and there's, I think, 10 chapters in the game. So it's like they're kind of spreading out. So it's like it's 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 working perfectly fine. The the Bill and Frank stuff. None of that happened in the game. That's completely they added on. You know, it's all different. But um, even the last episode, episode four that came out it's similar to the game, but they're combining things. They're like, they're switching some stuff from later on that they're putting in here. And so I was like, I see what they're doing, but they're like, they're, they're, they're going to hit that whole first game. No problem at the pace they're going at. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just one concern that I, that I heard. And I was like, that, yeah. I, I didn't know that there was going to be nine episodes and I wasn't yeah. on top of it like that, but definitely, definitely got me a little worried. Cause I was like, there, yeah. there is a, they kind of am. They are kind of are devoting a lot of time to this, 
And uh, but overall, I, I couldn't even knock it because the episode was so damn good. Like really good. It was. Uh, I really like the uh, Bill. Uh, what, what was it? Nick Offerman. Yeah. He's just such a good actor, and I love yeah, that he, you could show his versatility in this. And I, I resonate with him because I'm like that survivalist. I have like a giant knife in my hand right now, and I'm like guns and 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 uh, engineering like traps and shit, especially with bushcraft and stuff, yeah. snare traps and all that stuff. So I'm like, I I can see myself being that guy, and then yeah. you know surviving and not really living for anything, and then boom. You know, I yeah. catch a person in my hole and serve them dinner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that and they, uh, like I said, they changed a lot from the, um, this turned into a Last of Us episode three review. Um, but, it really uh, did. <laughs> uh, just real quick, it was like, it. I they changed a lot from the game. One thing that they, they did keep Bill, like Bill's a jerk. He's a jerk in the show too. You know, he's, a, he's more of a jerk in the game. Uh, the whole, the way things ended with Bill and Frank in the game are very, very different than in the show. <laughs> I feel like the show did it uh, on a much happier note <laughs> than it did in the game. The, the game was, uh, if anybody doesn't remember, go back, check it out, play it, or uh, watch it online. But the game has its own very, very different take on that. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a great episode. I thought it was great. So far, the show is good. And this upcoming episode is going to be available on Friday because the Super Bowl is not going to be Sunday, so don't miss it Friday. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. They don't, they're don't. like, we don't want to compete. Let's just... <laughs> Yep, but uh, I think yeah. that's that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I think we're we'll done with this episode. We, right. we managed to squeeze in a last yeah, we of us. We gotta <laughs> recover all of this with Aslan because oh, yeah, I know he's that. gonna wanna. Dude, when we do the um next week's episode, we're gonna be touching on the um the D- what's been announced like DC with like DCU and their movie stuff. We're gonna be sitting on that for a minute, so get ready for that one. But uh, I bet, especially since we've been gone for like two, Eslon especially like two, three weeks, and he's like the main DC like. Person. I had I literally had the news. So I have it made like already. I had the article who I pulled it from and everything. And Eslon was legit. Was just like he texted. He was just like, "Hey, so do you have any DC news?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What is it?" I told him. He's like, "Yeah, can we hold off till I get back?" I was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, like after I put all this time to make the no, slide. That was like five <laughs> seconds. But I was just like, that's the thing. I was just like, I was thinking about it too. I was like, man, that stuff's not going to be on here. He's the one who always brings the DC news. So I felt bad about it. That's why he was like, can, can you wait? I was like, absolutely. I could wait. Yeah. But um, that's your thing, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can't so, wait for that. But um, yeah, no. So so we got all that. Do you have any uh, final thoughts there? Let's go. Uh, final thoughts. Um. Man, it's just good to be back. I uh, that trip to Dubai, I'm still like fucking recovering from that shit, money wise, just sleep wise, and just the, the jet lag and everything. It's uh, but uh, I can't wait to share all the pictures and videos and see Islam's uh, professional pictures and videos and, and chat it up about it because it was a it was a definitely an amazing event. It was very. Uh, Actually, I gave a speech at, at the wedding, <laughs> and one of the okay. things I said was, uh, you know, each event kind of, like, topped the last one, and they got, like, bigger venues, and they just kept getting wilder and wilder, and the last one, they had this saxophonist, and I, like, I it was through the roof, because the way he came out was like a movie, too. There's this huge stairwell, and all of a sudden, they dropped, like, the rhythm music, and next thing you know, he comes out, like, just start playing awesome. and then That's slowly awesome. coming down the stairs while they're like the professional photographers like watching them come down like they must yeah. have had the sickest real like 
reels of this guy because I, I couldn't stop following him and just recording his ass and just be like, yeah, you're killing it, dude. Like, <laughs> so um, I guess I guess that should be my final thought. So I know we always do like the meeting, like, oh, what are we gonna talk about for the next couple episodes? We try to plan it and everything. Um, yeah. I, I I definitely just I don't know about you, Disco. I want the next episode just to be that. I want the Dubai trip. I want the Dubai wedding. I want the Dubai experience. I feel like that should be the entire episode. If I was thinking so too. I mean, I don't know what we have planned. I haven't checked in a minute. Um, yeah. But I, I think whenever Aslan comes back, we should totally just have a like a Dubai episode or an yeah. Aslan wedding episode. Just kind of because I, I got like a million pictures and videos. I'm sure he has the same and I, yeah. I would like to hear his perspective because exactly we we didn't really like talk too much because he was doing sure like he was wedding busy, stuff exactly. and, and yeah. he had like kind of help orchestrate the family and get everything ready so i would like to hear his side because uh yeah. it looked yeah, phenomenal but it looked so exhausting at the same time i just want to hear his yeah. take on it <laughs> that's the thing you guys you guys have been back for a minute and i'm purposely not asking anything because i'm saving it for the podcast so it's like it's one of those things it's like i, I want to know what happened i want to know everything and it's just like one of those things it's like i can't i can't i was like i want to give that initial real reaction <laughs> on the podcast for you yeah. people all you people yeah. out there but mm-hmm. um but yeah that's 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 this episode i think we're good uh we reviewed glass onion we did a couple other shows we gave some news and we did an impromptu uh review of episode three of the last of us so uh yeah yeah we did it was a brief impromptu right? review. Uh, we, we could definitely go into more detail uh, when else uh, here, but uh, I'm sure we will. I, too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard to keep that off uh, off our tongues because it's oh, just yeah. so good. It's like it's a hot hot topic. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, I think we're pretty much good for this episode. So, uh, as always, go ahead check out our stuff. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, uh, do all the good stuff, uh, share it, and. Tell tell your friends, tell tell your family, let people know. That's how we get bigger. That's how we grow. Tell people about the podcast. Uh, earlier, before we started recording, Disco was telling us about how his family was checking out, and he had a younger uh, nephew who shouldn't have been listening, but he did, and <laughs> stuff happens. So we got that. Um, also, be sure to check us out on our social medias, which is down below. Um, if you're checking out the YouTube version, you're going to see it in the description there. Uh, we're going to go on there. We're going to post stuff. I have to put up one of my demotivational posters. It's been a minute since I've done that, so i got to do that soon, maybe now. And as always, don't forget to check out our main site where you can find all of our content on LosWiseGuys.com. That's where you're going to find the blogs, the videos, the podcasts, the LWG, FEGLS3. Say that next time you come on us. I don't think you can. And I can't wait. I can't wait for him to come back. I can't wait for us to talk about the Dubai the Dubai, and it's gonna be the great. Dubai. The Dubai. So. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There's so, so much. So much. Absolutely. I, uh, I ended up wearing one of their like, I don't even know what you call it. Like, like the outfit. One of their like outfits, like in their uh, like I guess Muslim culture, and then mm-hmm. I had like one of the, the head things too. Okay. And uh, I, <laughs> I gotta tell you about it later. It's, it's I can't like, wait. I can't wait. Awesome. So. We're all going to hear about this next time. So uh, as always, thank you and have a great week.